0: We acknowledge the Mamahood My Way podcast is recorded on the beautiful land of the Garner people, the traditional custodians of the land on which we work, parent, play, and live. We recognise their continuing connection to land, water, and community, and pay our respects to elders past and present and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hey, Mama, and welcome back to the Mamahood. My Way podcast, the place that it encourages you to do mamahood your way, no apologies, no guilt, and more joy in every single day. Woo! So that's how we're starting off our week. It's been a big one over here um, this week. We've had our son's second birthday. Oh my god. And last year was lockdown so we didn't do anything very much we just had like family brunch pancake situation but this year we went all out if you've been on my instagram over the weekend you'll have seen the spread was incredible it was amazing the cake oh my god the cake and just the whole vibe like the kids had so much fun i just cannot recommend If you're in Adelaide the village grounds cafe enough it books out so far in advance for parties but it is the perfect setup everything is already there for you all the toys all the kit shade, indoor outdoor a cafe bit with barista coffee Mm -mm -mm. anyway hit me up about that if you want more info but it was full on and then last night which was sunday night i actually hosted a workshop on intention setting for your year ahead. So we had eight mamas join us for the most beautiful two hour sunset session. And we just went through a bit of a reflective practice, a check in with where we are now, and then we look forward into what do we want from our year ahead. And it was just gorgeous. I'm thinking about packaging it up into a little recording with the workbook to support um, other mamas to do the same thing. So if that's something that interests you and you want to do it in a self-paced way because you couldn't make it last night, then hit me up because I am going to have it on sale if there's enough interest. So yes, yeah, so it's been parties, workshopping, and now we're into a new week. This episode is one of the most requested that we've had. I have invited one of my good friends in. We we both did long haul trips with our toddlers over the Christmas break, and we are here to save your soul, to save your panic, to soften your anxiety around traveling with kiddos. We have put everything to the test, what to pack, where to sit, um, some top tips and tricks for for time at the airport. And we're bringing it, we've packaged it all up into a podcast set for you. So without further ado, Let's go and join Kat and myself to chat all things traveling long haul with littleies. Enjoy the episode, Mama. Welcome to the podcast, Kat. It's a delight to have you here. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So, today we are talking about all things travel with a toddler. Specifically, both of our kids are under two. So, we're going to be focusing on what it's like to travel long haul. With a child on your knee, yes, because I think time. that is an, uh really that's one of the like challenge when you've not got a seat for them. Yes. It adds a, di- a, different, it adds dimension. Like a different dimension. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I feel like we need like a survival group, like like a therapy group <laughs> after the trip. We probably needed one before the before trip. Before it, yeah. But I've invited you on cat because we have both recently, very recently, as in the lat. We only got back a week ago
1: not even a week ago for me i think i'm still on uk time to be quite honest definitely is
0: still on uk time that's insane (laughs) yeah within a week it's less than a week for both of us so it's super fresh Mm -hmm. it means that we're going to be able to bring our first-hand experience to the podcast where we just have like a really raw and open chat about how we survived how we got through it what we did what didn't work what did work and what we would do differently next time. Yep, not Absolutely. that I think either of us are going to have a next time for a while. No,
1: and I think everyone's experience is so different. It's just, you know, there's so many variables. You know, it could be the flight path that you take, the time of day, the age of your kid. where you are sitting on the plane. So I don't think ever two journeys, even with the same family, would be the same.
0: Exactly. And it's like, it's kind of like your kid's never the same in the same, in different seasons.
1: That's right. Or
0: you're not going to have a kid if you have a second one that's exactly the same like it's a bit like that analogy like the flights of course are going to be different but I think there were things that we noticed that could make it easier for us yeah there were things that could simplify and we probably certainly from my perspective I over I over prepared
1: yeah I think I overthought a lot of the things and a lot of the preparations that I went to and it didn't actually serve us any better to be quite honest exactly yeah yeah yeah. so
0: like what do you what do you really need to pay attention to and what are you really not like what the what doesn't matter it's kind of like when you're prepping for a baby and you're pregnant and you're like "Fuck, i need to buy all the things mm-hmm. including the cot that rocks itself and the pacifier that shakes the pram and the this and the that. and it's like actually when the baby comes you're like Fuck, none of I that i don't shit need any matters. Of that i could literally yeah, put them in the
1: bottom drawer so we want to get
0: fine. to yeah <laughs> and never they, you never even open it out of the package that's it So, we want to get to the crux of what are the key things that you need to pay attention to that will make your life easier when traveling long haul with a toddler. But first of all, Kat, we're going to do a little bit of an intro so that the listeners know who the fuck you are. Because let's be honest, they'll probably just think like you're my sister from another mister. Another random (laughs) scot. I seem to collect them, I actually hunt them out hunt uh, because yeah, mm. there's nothing like a bit of Scottish banter like you just get absolutely. it absolutely yeah
1: just I agree
0: I don't have to explain my jokes for a start
1: or pronounce things differently
0: exactly I just was delighted when Kat arrived I always we've got this electronic gate and I always say to folk push and they never understand what I'm saying and you just were like okay and you just did it and I was like whoa <laughs> that's the first time I've not had to repeat myself <laughs> anyway delightful um Okay, tell us a bit about who you are, where you live, who you're a mama to, and then maybe we'll share how we met.
1: Sure. Um, so I'm Catherine. I live in Adelaide in South Australia. I've been here for nearly 12 years, I think. Um, I am mama to a beautiful little poppy who's 14 months now. And you live very close to me? Yes, I do, Queenstown. So literally mm. five minutes away. Oh. Just so good
0: it's the best it's so the best good. area we're west to... is best west is best well, i'm telling you it's so close to the beach mm-hmm. great coffee shops stuff to do Shops. shops are pretty decent city's pretty close Yep. yeah public transport's decent with the train. i mean we're trying to sell it we're trying to encourage more mums to come to west side instead of bloody south sides <laughs> and you know who i'm talking about when you're listening <laughs> many of my <laughs> friends listen to this and they all live south and i'm like what the fuck is so good about sex anyway so we met randomly because we both went to the same massage therapist essentially yeah yeah. so we both had like scar tissue that we were getting massaged yeah well I
1: think you had scar tissue and I was going for like fertility pregnancy massage yeah and then you shared a story and tagged Jess in that and I was just like, oh, she's Scottish. Yeah, because okay. I, I was
0: talking. It was yeah, a big, yeah, long yeah. thing about um, you can go and get a massage for C-section scars, which I didn't know about until I met Jess. And she's actually... Who's
1: actually amazing. Oh, yes. she's
0: incredible. But she does stuff like in preparing for getting pregnant and supporting your fertility and then womb healing like afterwards. Mm-hmm. She's so good. If you want her details, reach out. But yeah, you follow me. And then I was like, who's this? <laughs> and then we've just uh we've just been chatting yeah yeah we've had a we've had one coffee we've actually I feel like I've known you for a
1: longer time than probably
0: we have it's the beauty of the internet, and I think we were on different time scales because you were on my leave I was back literally I went back to work just when you had coffee. yeah and so it's not been good timing but now you're going back to work part-time I'm back to work part time, we're probably gonna have more opportunity. opportunity, And the kids are closer in age. So the now that they're both like they both walk.
1: Yeah, Poppy's a bit more mobile, so she's not just gonna be laying there, you know, not doing anything. (laughs) Like, she wasn't very entertaining (laughs) for Brody
0: at that (laughs) point. Um so yeah, that's how we met. I always start off interviews with this question though, and that is what is Mamahood My
1: Way mean to you? I think for me it's kind of finding a balance between the new you as a mother but also honoring the old you Mm -hmm. and kind of becoming like this new person like you've birthed a human but you've also been rebirthed as well
0: yeah
1: um so I think it's just about find yeah finding that balance of being this mother to this beautiful little creature that you've created and who relies on you for everything which you know can sometimes be really overwhelming but also acknowledging that you're still yourself and you've still got your own you know passions and interests and things that you want to do but also kind of being a mum in the way that you want to be and not listening to you know the 50,000 people that give you a piece of advice and thinking oh you know Poppy should be doing this because my book said that she should be on this window or this leap or whatever. And yeah, just kind of cutting out all that noise and just trusting your own instincts, Mm. which can be really hard when there's so much, you know, information and misinformation out there. It can be very overwhelming. So yeah, I think it's just, yeah, balance, confidence in yourself and, you know, your ability as a mum, I reckon. Were you a confident person before becoming a mum, would you say? um I think that I'm very confident like work me is very confident in what I do um but I think as you know Poppy was a very longed for baby and I think because we had quite a long journey to get there I think probably my confidence was a little bit low like I thought I need to get this right it's got to be perfect I've got to follow the manual if you like Mm -hmm. um And so I think the first few months, like reflecting back when Poppy was really little, I think I probably overanalyzed too much and thought, you know, if she was making the wrong noises or she wasn't drinking all of her bottle or she wasn't doing this or that, it was a bit of a confidence knock. So it really took me probably until she was about, I don't know, nine, 10 months to really get a little bit of confidence back. I think Um, that's
0: super common from the conversations I've had with mums is that, whether it has been challenges with infertility and your Mm -hmm. your journey to conception or it's been a traumatic birth or it's been there's been postnatal depression like if something comes along that's unexpected because we just we don't talk about these things enough yeah um or we're certainly not unless you're looking for it you don't see it Mm -hmm. and so when something like that happens that kind of knocks you off your game you're like well what else is going to go wrong yeah well how was this my fault what was my role in this why couldn't I do xyz like everyone else that's right and that just sets us off on a course and we can course connect absolutely but it can take a long time and like you said for you it was nine or ten months for me probably 14 or 15 months I would say until I really had found my feet again and thought yeah, I know what being an intentional, intuitive mum mm-hmm. means for me. Yeah, and it's going to look different for everyone.
1: That's exactly right.
0: But certainly, like that matrescence so coming into your self as a mum, becoming a mum, like you birth, as you said beautifully, you birth a new you.
1: Yeah, you really do.
0: But there's often, you know, we neglect that because where's the time, right? Like mm-hmm. on paper, mm-hmm. where's the time? But there are things we can do, there are practices we can put in place that mean that we do create that space. And we do make things easier on ourselves by taking the shit off our plate that doesn't actually matter. That the books might say or the Instagram accounts might say, oh, it's so important to have this plethora of fresh food or, you know, homemade this or like this amount of bedtime routine Mm -hmm. and maybe that doesn't suit you you don't have to do
1: that that's right it's just
0: so empowering and the more we can do that the more freedom we feel the more like ourselves we become and the happier we are as mums yeah that is essentially what like it's delightful you are just an ideal person to talk to about this (laughs) so love that for us we're going to get into it because you know we're not here all day we will actually want to go have a coffee and chat about other shit, don't we?
1: Absolutely. Um, but
0: we do have some nuggets to share around this, this flight. So first of all, Kat, what, what brought on the flight? Where was the flight? Like, who did you fly with? What was the destination? Okay. When did you do it?
1: So we flew back to Scotland um, very last minute. So we had um, a death in the family, unfortunately. Um And so... Yeah, we had very short notice to actually get there. So How long? Um, we found out on the 17th of December and then we flew on the 23rd. Wow. So not even a week. Wow. Um, we probably would have flown a little bit early, but just because of the time of year, we really struggled to actually get a flight in the first place. Oh. Lots of flights that were going there were actually already fully booked. We even went to a travel agent and he said, like, I can't get you a better deal than you can get yourself because it's just the time of year. And because obviously, you know, COVID and everything, this was really the first Christmas that people could travel to the UK. So, yeah, we struggled to get a flight. I'd wanted to go out on the Tuesday, but we the flights were so expensive. We pushed it back and we left on the 23rd. Um, so we flew Qatar. And we flew, on the way there, we flew Qatar from Adelaide to Melbourne, Melbourne to Doha, Doha to Edinburgh. Mm. Didn't really want to have to stop in Melbourne, but that was the best route that we could get. Some of them were, like, ridiculous, you know, 55 hours plus. This was, I think, 32 hours. Yeah, so then we left Adelaide at, like, uh, I think our first flight was about 8 in the morning. Got into Melbourne, had a couple of hours in Melbourne, flew to Doha had to run through the airport literally to get on our next flight because oh I don't know if it's just, like, the tailwinds or something. I'm not really sure, but the flight actually took a little bit longer than it was oh. um, meant to. So and it's so long anyway. It's 14 and a half hours. Yeah, so we literally had, like, 25 minutes to get to our next gate. And, like, have you been to Doha Airport no. before? It's huge. So it was, like, something from home alone. We were, like, running <laughs> through the airport. Dave had the baby. I had all the bags. I'm, like, hip and shoulder people out the way luckily we just made it like this like 10 minutes to spare um and all honesty, actually it worked out fine because then we didn't have to hang around the airport got on the next flight and then you know that's a short little eight hour flight to edinburgh so yeah Yeah, by that point you're on the
0: home stretch
1: (laughs) that's right and the
0: cost was extortionate
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah makes me feel a little bit sick okay yeah we'll just
0: skim over that
1: couldn't be helped <laughs>
0: Can't um, be helped unfortunately so if with our situation very similar flight path but through dubai yep so we flew Emirates, and the reason well we do always fly Emirates, or we try to because we it used to be that they did adelaide dubai direct
1: ah okay
0: right up until
1: covid yeah
0: we had to do adelaide
1: melbourne melbourne dubai dubai glasgow okay is it easier for you going into glasgow
0: yeah yes well we live we stayed in Glasgow for oh, a week of
1: course you did yeah um,
0: because I used to live there so we had the heaps of people to catch up with and my mum it's equidistance for my mum between Glasgow and Edinburgh that's four yeah. hours yeah. each way we had a really good flight like time on the way out and I I would really highlight this to any parent if you can so we had a night flight so okay. we didn't fly from Adelaide until like four o'clock yep. so Bear had his nap at like we we brought it forward so we napped like 11 till quarter past one we left the house at half one the flight we went a bit early because we were like not sure about the whole process yeah. like how what are you checking what about the pram all that shit turned out to be really really easy but um then we got like a four o'clock flight to Melbourne mm-hmm. then we had like three hours wait but because we didn't book the flights together we actually had to pick up all of our luggage
1: oh yeah. and then recheck
0: it into international oh, wow. really recommend not having that not be doing the that. situation yeah that would be
1: stressful it was
0: stressful it especially on the way back we actually all we had three hours in like at melbourne both times and we actually were cutting it fine on the second time because the luggage didn't come out on the right belt yeah. and then it, and then we had to move belts and then the oversized baggage two cages. it took us an hour and a half to get our luggage yeah sometimes then you, you can have to go through how
1: long it takes mm-hmm. and then
0: you've got to go through customs yeah, and of course. like passport control and then the bags have to go through like a search sometimes you know how they look at your mm-hmm fucking Australia like the passenger man. card thing. yes the passenger fucking cards like you don't have to do that I didn't even think you had to do
1: that when we came back to Australia I'm saying to the air steward oh no we don't have to do that we live here and she's like no, no. you do and you forget and like, then I was like do I have, have to do it? one for
0: Brody and they're yeah, like yeah, yeah you do. and I'm like do you want me to sign his name like how does that work what's yeah, his Poppy's occupation never <laughs> held a pen
1: before but sure
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh I say I swear like it's the Melbourne Airport was a joke when yeah, it came to we that. We didn't
1: have a great time. We at Melbourne didn't Airport. either.
0: No. So, warning. I don't think
1: it's very clearly. No, nope, it's not where clearly. We ended up going to the wrong like part. So gate. we went to um, like, it's not international. had oh, the, yeah, yeah. the wrong terminal. We went to the domestic one, and yeah. we went through their security and stuff. And we were looking for the oh, gate no. and whatever, and then. I didn't find staff working there particularly helpful. To be quite honest, they're so
0: helpful at Adelaide. Yeah, they're they're so so lovely at
1: Adelaide. But yeah, Melbourne. Sorry, Melbourne. Sorry, Melbourneites. You have good coffee, but really crap airport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and don't they know it? Everywhere
0: on the walls in Melbourne Airport is like, "We make great coffee. We are the place of coffee." I was laughing so much because the coffee in Scotland is terrible right. oh my god they don't have almond milk no nope. anywhere and what is this soya soya milk it's soy soy there's
1: no Do you, know uh. you said that when I got the coffees this morning I actually said soya milk and the girl looked at me like what
0: <laughs> you're like acclimatized yeah. again no we missed the coffee that's both of us the first thing we did was get a coffee mm. when we came back anyway we digress we want to get back to the to the matter in hand. So the night flight from Melbourne to Dubai for us was excellent because basically we had our food and then, oh, God, that's something I need to bring up on this is the eating situation when you've got a baby on your lap. Mm. But we had our food and then it was sleep time and he slept for like five hours.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. So that was great. And then he slept again, like, later on yeah, yeah. in the flight. So it was um, it was really handy that that was – he was tired already. Yeah. Whereas on the way back, it was a day flight. Do
1: you know, it's interesting, though, because we had a day flight from Adelaide. I woke up at, like, five in the morning to a mm. text from Virgin because it was the first part of our flight, like, journey was a Virgin flight, and it had been cancelled. So I was on the phone to, like, Virgin <sighs> and Qatar, like, you know – going a little bit loopy like oh my god so anyway they managed to sort it out and so we had to get to the airport an hour before we were meant to um which was fine we got it all done in-laws came down they were great took us to the airport so we actually had a daytime flight um and that actually for us worked out really well because we got poppy up like usual time Uh maybe i think maybe about half an hour early she actually napped when we got to melbourne just on dave's shoulder had a little nap in the morning. Then by the time we got on the flight to Doha, it was kind of like her Six afternoon. Yeah. Well, it was like her afternoony afternoon. kind of nap. Yep. Um, she had some food and then yeah, had her it sleep was her like an overnight sleep. Yeah. So that, yeah, that
0: works as well. Yeah. I think it depends. So this is where the age difference is yeah. is interesting because Poppy still has two naps. Yeah. Yeah. So Brody's one. So I think if you're two naps, it probably doesn't matter because yes. you're not having their wake windows are shorter whereas right. if we were to have flown at seven or eight in the morning like he is then awake for 12 you know yep. he's awake for 12 hours too long and he only has like he'll only have two hours sleep like which was what we found on the way home mm-hmm. it was just a lot more time that we had to spend entertaining him yep which was fucking. <laughs> <low>. all right <laughs> let's talk about pre-flight then so obviously we've kind of already flagged that you had a very short amount of time mm-hmm. to prep and I had months <laughs> like we knew that we were going back for a long time so in terms of the prep how did you prepare what what did you look into what did you pack
1: um i've actually got another friend another scottish friend actually who has traveled back to the uk with her little boy so i rang her and kind of picked her brains And her recommendation was to pack as many snacks as possible, more than you think Poppy will humanly eat. Um, so that was number one stop. Got heaps and heaps of snacks. Um, other than that, I didn't do too much research, which is very unlike me, but simply because I didn't have the mental energy to actually do it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the time, which I think on reflection was probably good because I know what I'm like and I would have gone a bit over the top. So, in regards to prepping, I really just had like some toys for her to play with, lots of snacks, you know, obviously change of clothes and nappy bag and, bag and stuff like that. Probably the only bit of research that I did was how to like sterilize bottles and do bottle feeds on the airline because she still has like a couple of bottles a day. Yep. And just in case you got delayed, like, you know, worst case scenario for a day or whatever in Doha, I wanted to make sure that I had enough bottles and ways to sterilize them. So that was the only trick. Yeah, crit- because you couldn't,
0: like, if you'd have longer lead-in time, you might have maybe gone, right, we'll transition her to cow's milk and we'll use normal yeah. cups, like, yeah. or whatever. Like, I
1: probably could have done cow's milk, because she does have that now and yeah. again, but I didn't want to do too much that might upset her stomach. Exactly.
0: Um, And that's where the time, yeah, you just want to yeah. go with, keep the routine. Yep. And transition transfer that into yep. the plane right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: So we just kept it really simple. We took those, like, microwavable... Mm-hmm. like sterilizing bags obviously they don't have microwaves on air like on the flight so had enough they do. for the flight oh do they yeah i saw oh, them I use it because i sat we sat
0: right behind the kitchen yeah
1: we were right behind the kitchen there you go. You I do. didn't see that. But
0: we were on the sides. Okay. Like the sides. You were yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah, We
1: were in the middle. So
0: I was looking right in.
1: Okay. Well, see, I just thought that they didn't have microbes no, on airplanes. They do. Airplanes. Mm. Well, I took enough bottles, like with the formula and stuff, like the powder in the bottles yep. so that all I needed ah, to do was get like boiled, water. cold water, which was really easy. The air stewards were absolutely amazing oh. on all the flights, I have to be yeah, honest. Yeah, same. Really, really good. Same. Um, and then when we got to Doha, I mean... Luckily, we didn't have any major delays, so we didn't actually need to sterilise on the go sort of thing. Good. Um, the other bit of prep that I did, which was actually useless, was because we didn't actually book a seat for Poppy, so obviously we had to have her on our lap. But we'd booked um, seats that were on either end, so we had like a middle seat in the middle. That was me kind of being sneaky, thinking, oh, well, if someone's going to book a seat, they're not going to book just a seat in the middle of a row between two – apparent randoms that could just be individual people but it was really me and Dave and actually that worked out on every flight bar one yeah yeah so it was a three it was in a three the middle in the middle because ah, well, it is a four well on one flight the one from Melbourne to Doha it was a four in the middle and the air steward said oh I've just rejigged your seats so that you've got two seats empty in the middle that was Amazing. Stop it. Yeah, so there was like Dave and I were on either end, and then Poppy had two seats in the middle, so we could make a little bed, got the blanket, and actually made like a oh, little tent kind of stop thing. Stop it. So it was all blacked out, and she slept loads on that flight. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So while you run the risk of actually someone booking that seat, which did happen on one flight, but luckily there were enough empty rows that we could move, it's actually kind of worth it.
0: Oh my just God, that's that a risk.
1: genius tip. And even if they don't, even if someone does book that seat and then they realise that you know You you're just together, go, do you want
0: to go at the end?
1: And which I'll go in person the in their right yeah. mind is no. going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll sit in between yeah. you and your partner yeah. and your baby and pass the baby over me, you know? Exactly. So it's that it is
0: really clever. Mm, yeah. Wow. So all of our flights were completely full.
1: Oh, wow. That's, that's intense. One of our flights were the Edinburgh to... Doha one on the way back that was horrendous actually no it wasn't Edinburgh to Doha it was Doha to Adelaide the long one we felt every minute of that 14 hour flight
0: yeah I remember you saying it was Mm -hmm. I mean look
1: one out of four or
0: six if you count the Adelaide Melbourne is not
1: bad no oh that's what I was saying the prep that I did so I bought this thing called a plane pal
0: oh yeah have you seen them it's yep. like a
1: blow up yep. footrest
0: yep. type. I bought thing. one of them, didn't use it.
1: No, it's still in the bag, yep. unopened. Same. And I panicked. I was like, oh my god, I must have this piece of equipment, Same. it's gonna save our lives. So like fast tracked delivery and stuff, paid like ridiculous amount <laughs> for delivery. Put it in the car, on and it's pretty heavy. Yep. Like and it takes up a lot of space. It's literally not been opened. Didn't no. use that. No.
0: We had the front row as well, which I think was one of the best things, like seat position. Is so important, Important. like so. We sat in the front row with the extra leg room, yeah. So you don't have the TV in front of you on the screen, you have to pull on the eminence, you have to pull this TV up, yeah, um, out of your chair. But who cares? Like,
1: I actually think that would be better though, because we didn't get the front, like, extra leg room seats, all the bassinets were full. So, on Ah. all of the flights that we were on, I actually booked the back row like the very back row of the the plane Mm -hmm. because I thought well there's then going to be less people around like there'll be no one behind us so yeah and we're near like the galley so if we need to get up and walk around or whatever and I actually quite liked that position yep but it was annoying having the screen so close because Poppy would just touch the screen all the time and I was trying to keep it black so if she's napping but she'd touch it and it would go on or she'd press the button and the Air steward would come and I'd be like, oh, sorry, she's pressing it again. So it's
0: an, the the same thing happened with the remote or is on the Emirates flight. If you're in the front row, it's on the side of your seat, and Brody would constantly kick,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so the light was going on, but they were so good. Yeah, they were great. Um, I think the, after a while they yeah, just stopped
1: coming. To they be honest, were just like
0: whatever. They knew whatever. <laughs> uh, so the thing about the front row in an Emirates flight, it's row fifty two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's so good because you get off the plane first
1: oh yeah we got off every flight last
0: and so brodie was kicking off mm-hmm. like by the end of each flight he just wanted off I'd had enough. and so to be able to just get off yeah and also have the room to get your shit organized mm-hmm. like because it's very squished in those other rows one of the flights which was the dubai to glasgow we took a there was a two seater yeah up the back And it took us ages to get off. And it was pretty pointless because, like, the reason that we wanted it was to have the two to ourselves, not be next to anyone else, but also, like, to be able to rest against the window. But those seats up the back, the twos, there's a massive gap
1: gap between
0: the window and you. So it's just somewhere else to lose all your shit. Whereas, oh, the front row seats, like, I can't recommend them enough. Even if you don't need the bassinet. I felt a bit bad, like, taking up the space for people that could have, that might have needed the bassinet, but fuck it.
1: No, like, do you know what? It's every man for themselves. Oh, my so You're God. doing such a long journey, like. <laughs> it's every man it's, for It is. It's like a dog eat dog world, guys. And it Just... was, like,
0: what I would say is, before I ever went on a long haul flight with a two-year-old, I used to, A, get really annoyed at kids. like oh my making, God, Same. I hated them. Same,
1: and then I was that person. I'm sure everyone in the lineup was. Yeah, I <gasps> I know. I hope I'm not just, near I them. just owned
0: it, babe. Like Same. I literally was just like, yeah. The guy that sat next to us on the Dubai to Adelaide single, like guy, um, had just got off another long haul flight from yeah. Africa. Didn't look that impressed, but I was like, sorry, mate. It's you know, what is. will be friends by the end of this, yeah. <laughs> and because Brody wanted to be like, hi, how oh, are you? Oh, that's I'm so me. cute. But anyway, he just put his jacket over his head. (laughs) (laughs) That was his, like, sign of, like, don't talk Uh to me. (laughs) Uh And I was like, cool. Like, that's totally fine. And Brody was, like, turning around and talking to people behind us. And I was just like, sorry. But, like, I just thought it's it's not up to me to create boundaries for you. Like, you need to create boundaries for yourself. Absolutely. As in, if you don't want to talk to my son, that's absolutely fine. I give no fucks. Mm -hmm. I literally let go of all facts, and part of that was because I had, like, four red wines within the first, like, two hours.
1: Yeah. Uh, did you have yeah. a drink? I did. Yeah. I wasn't it going to, normally, do you know normally I don't drink on flights. I yeah, would maybe same. have, like, a glass of wine with my meal or whatever. Um, but we got on, and I was like, you know what? I've had such a bit of, like, a busy start to actually Phenetic. get on this long flight. Yeah. She's like, oh, do you want a drink? And I was like, yeah, gin and tonic. Thanks. Cool. To keep them coming. Definitely. Yeah. I asked for two at a
0: time. I yep. was like,
1: can I just do this? Most people on the flight were amazing. Like other passengers, they would like wave and sort of entertain when she's blown kisses and all of that yes. kind of stuff.
0: Luckily, we've got quite social kids, I think. Like, yeah. And... I don't know about you, but I ha- we only had a couple of outbursts of crying. Yeah,
1: we had the flight where she was on our lap the whole time. She cried more then because so she just couldn't get comfortable. Yeah, it's so um And that was the only one... See, Brody was on our laps the
0: whole time.
1: Yeah, I think I would have just stayed in Scotland. I'd have been like, Nah, I'm never leaving. <laughs> i'll but get the boat
0: back i i genuinely like now nah, we'll never do that again because yeah. he's two hopefully you like yeah actually, i don't think hopefully we'll,
1: you have never have to do that yeah, again because yeah. unless there's
0: an emergency and you know
1: what like i think if it hadn't been that time of year we may have bought our seat but because the flight prices were so expensive then we just couldn't do it i know in reflection I'm like, should we have,
0: but actually the fact that we could then spend that money, which would have been about at the time $3,000 and we actually had free flights because we had a credit from the last flight that we had, which we also never paid for because we, we went on standby when we were single, we took a standby flight because the flight was full and they put us up in a hotel and they gave us free return flights to Scotland. Just to like rub it that? in. I know it was so good. I think it was worth going through the bit of it's discomfort. It's like one,
1: one day. Plus, know. I would
0: say Josh took the the brunt of yeah of um, Brody sleeping on him mm-hmm. because Brody kept slipping off of me because I'm so short. Yeah. So Brody is quite long. Yeah. And he needed to lay across Josh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was suited me. I mean, I was just sat <laughs> another there, red
1: like, wine for Mama.
0: Another red wine. <laughs> I did get sleep on the way out, like maybe both of us got about five hours, maybe four or five hours. But oh my god, the way back there were kids like screaming. There were these toddlers. I felt so sorry for the oh, mum. So yeah. instead of getting annoyed, I was A, grateful that it wasn't my kid. Yeah. And B, I just had some pure compassion.
1: Oh, that was horrible. That was
0: my biggest fear. Yeah. Was that he would have some sort of meltdown. He would get ill. He would vomit. He would get the shit. Yep, I was worried
1: about that. Like,
0: uh, in my bag, I had so many spare clothes. Yep, and I had like a plastic bag for any clothes yep, that like were giant soiled. Ziploc
1: bag. Yep, yep. Take some of them. They're yeah. your friend.
0: Well, moving into that sort of situation. So, in terms of the, just let's um, round off the pre. So, we've talked about like picking good seats, and we've talked about the lead up to the flight and that preparatory mm-hmm. piece. Um, wh- in terms of packing. So we bought these um, really good backpacks. Josh and I got matching backpacks.
1: Oh, fancy. I can't
0: remember the name of them. It's something like, I think it's Nord or something. And they're like smart bags. They've got like a cable in them. So you can actually connect it to like a power pack and charge your
1: stuff. I didn't really see the
0: point of it because you could just have the power pack out like anyway but the bag itself was so fucking Handy. good like because the compartments i'll show yeah. you after it's really we were really pleased with them so i had one bag that was like josh and i stuff mm-hmm. which i packed three books lol, <laughs> I,
1: didn't lol. Even, I did not even bother I'm like, did i, I even listen
0: to did i even read one fucking page no. I had a highlighter. <laughs> I had fucking my notebook. I like that you were positive I and really thinking do. that, you know. Optimistic <laughs> is my name, middle name. So one bag was Josh and I, like, I had a spare pair of leggings in case he's chucked on them or I've somehow had a leaky bladder or something <laughs> i don't know um and oh socks like always have socks. Have comfy yeah, socks. comfy socks like i got a really nice new pair from booty like because i had all this time like it was literally like yeah. the, the the pregnancy fucking experience again like what can i buy an inflatable <laughs> and then box. not use and then not use the socks were fucking so, yeah i do
1: agree with you good socks
0: so, um earplugs my medication AirPods uh what else did I have in there like paracetamol I had like a roller to calm me down in case Brody like did kick off and I needed something I had diazepam to knock me out
1: oh did you do you have to take a script for that like yeah um, you have to get
0: a script script. no
1: no I mean like when you go through nah they don't nope. I have to see no. like a note from the doctor no. or anything. You just have it. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I just went to the doctor and said I've got anxiety flying. Mm. <laughs> and what I should have said was I've got anxiety flying with a toddler. With a toddler. Um. <laughs> but anyway, that was all good. I actually had a bum bag cap. Like I Ooh, wore it up bag. This was a fucking game changer. Touches. Josh pissed himself every time I put it on. I swear to God. Wait, though. did it go under or over nah, your clothes? over.
1: Oh, yeah. babe, that's... I didn't
0: want to fucking add to this <laughs> mum tum already. In there, boarding passes, passports. Yeah. Dummy.
1: All the essentials. Phone. Yep.
0: Basically, it. you know was what? It. I'm
1: laughing at you, but now that you say that, that how many I times did would you have to have take yeah. the fucking bag off your shoulder? Well, see, I didn't actually have a handbag. Oh.
0: Yeah. So, so, did you have it in a backpack or something?
1: Yeah. Well, I had um. I were like, Dave and I, we shared, like, a carry-on little wheelie oh, yeah. suitcase thing, which yep. had, like, change of clothes, whatever, That's our good. usual stuff. I usually have my own. He has his own. So I usually overpack, but then I couldn't do that this time because we had You're to sharing. share. So just had, like, change of clothes, couple of pairs of undies, you know, all of that kind of stuff, toiletries, same as you, pyrocymol, mm. charger, lip balm, all of that kind of stuff that you need on the flight. Didn't take any books. Um, Then I had poppy's nappy bag like with all of her stuff in it yep then I had a separate backpack for her like a little kiddie one you know like the yeah. little it's like a little ladybird kind of thing and that had all of her like toys and snacks yep. in it so then I didn't think I could have a handbag because you're only no, you allowed can. yeah because then we had the pram as well yep so I so had if to... you have a
0: kid utilize basically anything
1: that's what i found
0: actually yep yeah and don't be scared to i mean i wouldn't say it's ideal to have 16 fucking bags when no. you're trying to carry a toddler Everything or else. a child a baby but like it, it's they are so flexible when it comes They're very to,
1: accommodating i think like yeah well we just put the boarding passes and passports and stuff i've got like a little document wallet put that in the nappy bag but it was a pain Mm, like I had to take it off my back and whatever I think you had a bum bag I know bum bag hot tip
0: hot tip and the other thing is when you go through if you're going through a connection like for example at Dubai airport when you go through into your gate they search your bag and you're not allowed liquids yeah if you say it's for the baby you're allowed
1: allowed it yeah when we went even like a change same thing well mill bottle of water we went through to our new gate mm-hmm. for the next flight and you know you're not allowed water or yep. whatever we bought bottles of water yes. and I was like oh shit there's still a bottle of water in that duty-free bag and they were like oh it's okay you've got a baby well and they, they asked me is this like, for
0: dad is it for the baby and I luckily said it's for the baby yeah even though it wasn't it, wasn't. it was for me
1: yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so just that's a definite positive. Actually, flying with the babies, you can take pretty much anything. Well,
0: and the other thing is, you get taken first on the plane, Mm -hmm. which I didn't think was necessarily a good thing, but it is, and the reason is because you get access to the prime spots in the overhead Overhead, locker. Yeah, you don't have to put your stuff like six fucking compartments. over. Yeah, so do get on the flight first and get comfy. Yes, you're on a plane longer, but it means that you've got you can get all your shit sorted. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be strapped in. That was
1: actually one of the negative things where we sat, like, at the back. I I liked sitting at the back, but on every flight, they had, like, um, the steward's bags up there, oh, like the Qatar purple. Right. I don't actually know what was in them. So, like, the overhead compartments where we were, we had to go one down, which wasn't really much of an issue. Yeah. Um,
0: one down's all right, but for a full flights, people were having to go, like, six times.
1: Yeah, no, I would just never get up to get on into the way it. back. So
0: they didn't ask for kids first, like families with young oh, children really? first, and I was really fucking salty about
1: yeah. it. Yeah,
0: like, and I was chatting to other parents about it, which was quite good because it gave us something to talk about. You yeah, know, you connect you just, over yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, you can yeah. moan about. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> so good. Um, I think in terms of the prep, just mentally, I would just want to add in that. I did say this in a previous podcast set, that I just prepared for the worst and yeah, hoped for, hope the, for best. the best. Yeah. Like genuinely, I just went and thinking this is going to be a fucking shit show yep. and it actually wasn't. And
1: I think as well, even having that conversation with your partner because I know Dave yeah. and I had had of had that conversation, and Dave's a very positive person, and he's like, nah, it's gonna be good, it'll be fine. He's
0: overly optimistic, I know. like and she'll be right. We need
1: to be realistic that she's like never been on a flight before, like we've never travelled with a baby before, so we need to be mindful of one another as well. Um, and luckily she was actually really good, like apart from that one flight on the way back. Um, but I think preparing yourself that it is gonna be hard, yes, and then if it's not. That's, great, that's great.
0: it's a win. Yeah, I like th- I like that. I like having the conversation. I guess we didn't intentionally do that, but we had sort of indicated that Josh was going to probably do the hard yards with yeah. holding bear, yeah. yeah, and then he was going to get the food. So on the flight, like he would get to eat the yeah. meals, yeah, because that wasn't such a requirement for yeah, me yeah. given my um surgery. But I guess having a conversation about how you're going to handle it and how you're going to split the time yes you know there are things people do like say right will you go on the first shift and I'll take the
1: second yeah shift that and. was what my friend had said to me and I did kind of think about doing that but then because it was such a positive experience on the way over there yeah. we didn't really do it in shift yeah um it's I just been able think,
0: to tap in and out isn't yeah, it yeah
1: yeah and, like, I probably watched Poppy a bit more than Dave did on the flight on the way out, and I did get a little bit salty because he had watched, like, five movies. And yeah. I was like, oh, you enjoying that little, you know, cinema there to one, are you, not? I watched the laughing. whole
0: series on Netflix, and, like, Josh was just... but He
1: was just sleeping
0: with yeah. the baby, yeah. and I didn't sleep.
1: See, like- I slept quite a lot on the way over there, yeah. which was great. Um, But I think on the way back when we'd had that really mm. difficult flight on reflection i wonder if it would have been better to say you know what for two hours you rest do what you want to do if it's watch a film or sleep or whatever and then we'll swap because you kind of need that break of like just mentally not having to have baby on you or need you or whatever absolutely i mean we do
0: that at home we tap out like yesterday i had Brody all day from like six in the morning until josh got home at like half four and then when he came home, I said to him, "I'm tapping out. Yeah, can you do bedtime?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he did. You like, just need that where there's not a little tiny human who you love to bed. Uh-huh. but they're
0: not on you or touching you or yeah, it's just needing it's not, something. I'll be there, and I did stuff like I, I was spending time with them, but I wasn't the primary caterer. Yeah. So I think it is a good, um, yeah, it's a good shape. So how did you find? obviously let's not talk about the flight where you had fucking four seats to yourself because fuck you (laughs) but like with with this this, the flight where you had her actually on your knee and you had people around you whatever like what did how did you find like the entertainment factor and then how much did you have to move about
1: um entertainer was quite hard on that flight to be quite honest um Just the plane that we were on was a lot smaller. I think the one that we'd gone on the long flight on the way out had been like an Airbus. Mm -hmm, So that's like, I think the configuration was 343. This one, I think, was a Boeing, and so it was 333. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt either I'd eaten a lot in Scotland and my arse was a bit bigger, (laughs) but I felt the seats were a bit smaller. Probably, because the is good. Yeah, and even like the distance between you and the seat in front of you felt a lot more enclosed than it had on the way out. It is. Um so that was difficult. And the guy in front of me was like a younger couple and he's very entitled to do it, but he had his seat back for a lot time. of the flight, which, you know, that's fine. He's paid for that seat, but it kind of then impinged on the space that I had. So that was a bit difficult. Um yeah, entertaining her was a bit hard because she was a bit more grisly by that point. She'd had enough. It wasn't, you know, the novelty of being somewhere new. She'd been on a lot of planes by then. <laughs> um But like we were chatting about before, I had this little bag of toys of just like basically shit plastic, to be quite honest, that I thought, oh, yes, this will entertain her. The only thing that she wanted to really play with was like a little spinny thing that I stuck on the TV screen. Um, And then other than that, she wanted to play with the cup or the spoon or... She loved the little in-flight thing, emergency little leaflet thing. She loved looking at that. Same. It was weird. And we were like, oh, you're just checking what to do in case the plane crashes are you, love, you know? And because we had the
0: front row, he could sit on the floor. And he yeah. just, not that he did this very often, but like, and they just played with that yeah.
1: bit of, yeah, that leaflet. Yeah, it was weird. Um, She also liked taking out the little remote control thing that, you know, has got all the buttons on and pressing the buttons and stuff. Same. So the first it was funny because the first flight out there I'm like oh wiping everything with antibacterial wipes oh no don't touch that by the this flight on the way back when it was horrendous I was like oh do you know what it will build up your immune system it just go for your life let
0: it go yeah it's not hygienic it's not clean I had this is where the wine helped me Mm because I'm a bit OCD Mm -hmm. but it just took the edge off me looking at the floor and looking at the like table tray and being like oh like I did wipe it but you know, yeah. it's still mangy. And,
1: like, on the way there, because we had such good seats with the two in between, we actually did nappy changes on Aye. that. And we'd made that little Aye. tent. And to be quite honest, she had been off our food the day before we left because her teeth were bothering her. So she didn't have any poopy nappies on the way over there. Yeah, same. So it was, like, it was great. We, I wouldn't have probably changed a shitty nappy on the seat. but No, but... But on the way back... You could do... It. We'd had to change the formula because... We ran out of formula in Scotland, uh, so she was having quite regular bowel movements. So did you had split to do, those? No, I ended up doing them. Oh no, wait, no, Dave did do one. I did the other ones.
0: So Josh took that as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, because I'm bigger, yeah, like than him. I was like, the toilet situation. It wasn't it just doesn't a make fun sense. Time. Like.
1: Was not I a fun. just time.
0: felt like, and he was, and he was on the outside as well. I was yeah, in the middle. I was on
1: the outside. So I took
0: one for the team and sat next to well, someone because
1: she drank so much water. Like, you know, when you're taken off, like give her, we give mm. her a water bottle to suck on, which I did think helped. That's her a good ears. idea. for the ears. Well, she ended up soaking through like two nappies, but she's never ever ever done. So she like peed Piss all herself. over Dave. Oh. So he had like not on him, but like it so had soaked through like her nappy and her onesie, which we like, how, like I say, never done it, went on his knee. So he had like pee on his knee and then the second, so I changed it all good. Changed Those her. Those really are fatal. And then the next nappy, she did the same to me. So now I had pee all down my front. I'm like, wow, this is delightful. But I just took like disposable um, change table things, you know, like the little mats you put on the yes. change tables. I took them. Like so puppy that, pads almost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I took that and I put that on the change table in the toilet because it just yeah. helps me like not stress about putting it on there. Yes, because I um, hate that. It's
0: like going to a public toilet. Yeah, it's not great. Even using your own, yeah, I because like, I've got a change mat, but I don't want to put my change there. mat on yeah. that thing.
1: i never used the disposable ones, but they were great. That's it's a good idea. I love that. Yeah. I really, really I mean, love that. it's not great for the environment, but for one flight, who cares? This is right
0: snacks were so important for us as well Mm -hmm. we took the sachets of food oh yeah just like that you don't need to have in the fridge yeah and he eats them without being hot yeah he's quite happy and we've got him used to that from quite a young age just to make it easy for us we
1: took some of them but she's not used them before we've never Ah. had that so i think you know lack of time to prepare her yeah exactly
0: but But it's a good thing it is good i mean it says on the back of them like don't give it to them you know without putting it into a container I'm like fuck it like I literally whatever you can do to make your life easier absolutely we didn't have any fresh food I know my friend had like a beautiful like snack box and she had like you know all the fruit cut up and Mm -hmm. all that but because it was 14 hours I just I didn't want manky stinking and I know that Brody doesn't eat Everything like he won't just hoover up. Yeah, all the stuff. He's very. He's Bit more quite, of a grazer. He's a grazer, so because he was didn't have a seat, he wasn't entitled to a meal. Yeah, but they gave us baby sashes, and they also oh, okay. then gave him a kids' meal on the way back. Oh, that's good. Which was a really good. It was kind of like in a Happy Meal box, and it just had like a sandwich and a cake, yep. and it had heaps actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. We did find eating ourselves really tricky because obviously we had no spare seats and we had to get the tray out, but also where was he going to go? So what we did was I never ate a meal to myself. They're huge, those meals. Like there's so much. There's a roll. There's a starter, like salad thing. There's cheese and biscuits. There's a pudding. There's the main course. There's a chocolate. Like it's... There's there's enough. Because I've had my surgery. You're new to the podcast. Then I had a gastric sleeve about four and a half months ago. I didn't need food, but I did have my own like protein bars and things yeah. if I got peckish. Plus you can ask for like snacks like yeah, pretzels they've got heaps or of snacks
1: and stuff. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can always ask
0: for those. We had so many snacks, and because there are no rules going into the UK, we could use the snacks when we got in. Yeah. Whereas coming back, you're not allowed to bring food in. Yeah. So we didn't actually have that many snacks on the way back but we were so well fed by the staff yeah, you're
1: not going to go hungry
0: you're not going to go hungry but those sachets were really good we had like cereal bars and just all sorts of shit. Yeah. different options
1: options we had lots of like oat bars yep. and like puff yes popcorn type things, things, and yep. lots of different things that she could choose from and actually lots of the stuff that she'd never eaten before like because we've never really had to use them yeah um
0: yeah, it was a novelty. It was novelty. Nice. Yes, yeah. yeah, think of that. I did ask my friend who had also done a long haul flight with her toddler uh, what kind of ideas, and that was really, really helpful. The one toy or thing that I would really recommend is a busy board book.
1: Yeah. I saw that you shared that. <gasps> oh actually. my god. And if I'd had time, that probably would have been the one thing that I would have I bought. I
0: swear it gave us the most value for money it's literally like a busy board in a book it's velcro there's like you can do zips and tie shoelaces and do buckles but you can also stick like the numbers onto the equivalent number or the animals mm-hmm. onto the equivalent animals or the weather onto the equivalent weather like it It was I don't know 25 bucks 30 bucks the best thing he got so much and it's like, all
1: in one as well so it's not like yeah. you've got thousands of
0: and things. pay for the fucking YouTube subscription if he watches or she watches YouTube. I, I literally didn't.
1: have the wiggles on like repeat in my head. So, the amount of wiggles that we've listened we to. We watch
0: a lot of wiggles. <laughs> That's his favourite. And guess who forgot to download?
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. And guess what wasn't on the plane?
1: Yeah, the, I have to say the kids', the plane, stuff the, the kids wasn't TV great. is
0: shite. That is so important to know. The kids TV options were rubbish. rubbish. There was like Fireman Sam and Thomas the Tank. Yeah. He was
1: the really only one I recognised.
0: nothing, yeah it was nothing no. that he was interested no. in. Certainly not Australian type Mm-mm. geared stuff so yeah I would definitely um, download. So you can download onto your iPad. We had wireless headphones. Brilliant. Yeah. I've put all this in a reel or a video I think. on my Instagram page. We've basically covered off the food situation we've covered off sleep I mean some of the airlines allow these like box bed things that you can basically it just makes your seat into a bed apparently eminents say that you don't but you can actually use it like I think they're pretty lenient when you actually get on the flight as long as you've not got an aisle seat so I would really yeah explore how
1: to make your life easier
0: but nothing blow up
1: no, I don't think we would have had room to actually blow it up because it had like a foot yeah, pump and stuff. I know. In it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck were we thinking? Like, wait.
0: How funny I, even... I also got a swing thing. It's like a called a foot hammock.
1: Made... Oh, <laughs> uh, did you use it? I didn't even have a seat to attach it to. I was on the front fucking roll. I'm saying to Dave, oh this thing's gonna change our life. We literally didn't even open the bed. <laughs>
0: It's too funny. Oh, one thing I saw on um a influencer's page who'd done a long haul with a two-year-old who's also pregnant was take a pregnancy pillow.
1: Oh, super yeah, super okay. comfy,
0: and the baby can sleep on it. Like basically, especially if they're like a long like sausage
1: pillow. Yeah, yeah, right. okay yeah.
0: comfy for you, comfy yep. for them. Yeah, I had like a neck pillow that was soft, not like an inflatable one. And I used to eat that. Heaps.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I had one of those. Poppy loved it.
0: Yeah, same. So I lost one in transit because
1: we had two. But um, how did you go with jet lag? Uh, on the way there was fine. Actually, I was a little bit worried about that. She was. Poppy was probably a little bit restless. Maybe the first two nights she was up really early, um, like maybe four o'clock. But we just built in an extra nap during the day, and yeah. she seemed to kind of come good quite quickly um but yeah we've been back for nearly a week and we're like this is like coffee number three for me today so wow yeah she's still struggling at night wow. yeah and I'm just at um a bit of a loss on how to get her back into it will Australian happen time. it'll happen I think it's just taking time
0: because we stopped in Dubai for five nights game changer he yeah. hasn't had any jet lag oh
1: wow it's amazing so good
0: I can't believe it
1: having said that i don't actually know if it's jet lag or her immunizations because she just had her shots on tuesday so the poor kid like she's just coming back from scotland
0: and because we were there i had to
1: cancel her immunizations and then i got a letter to get them done i'm like oh shit, i can't cancel this one so we had to go so the poor kid this week is doesn't know if she's She's arthur or martha um so it could be a combination of everything
0: yeah and I think it's just yeah, going with the flow, like yeah. not stressing. We know no. that it's gonna happen. I know that, and she's he, a pretty. He good was a bit
1: sleeper most of the time, so I know she'll get back to that. It's just trying to get back into her routine and he, her yeah. consistency. He so. was a bit
0: like that. We did disclaimer. We used fenergan, so it's a well-known yeah. antihistamine. You said that liquid.
1: I I got um, Zyrtec. Yeah, you can't use fenergan if they're under two one, or under two. Yeah, so the pharmacist said use Zyrtec and that'll help great so we did yeah
0: yeah it was good it really worked and we used it when we arrived in Glasgow just to help with the jet lag a mm-hmm. little bit yeah um I reckon we've just about covered off everything yeah. we need oh, to oh yeah on this I think so uh any final word of wisdom
1: for mamas do you know what I think just don't overthink anything mm-hmm. don't over plan don't be afraid of doing it. I would 100% do it again. It is yes. what it is. Like I think when you live on the other side of the world, you just know it's going to be a long journey back if you've got kids or not. So it's a means to an end. You've got to get to your destination. You've got to get back there. You've got to get back to Australia. So it's a day out of your life. Just do it. If it's going to be difficult, it's difficult. We've all done hard things before. You can do hard things again. So, You're
0: a your mother. You yeah, do hard things every fucking absolutely. day. Absolutely.
1: Oh, I could not agree more,
0: Kat. Thank you so much for joining no me worries. on this. Episode. Thanks for asking me. So much more Yay. fun than doing this solo. And I will see you next time, Mamas. Mwah. That's it for another episode, Mamas. I hope if you have some travel plans on your vision board or you've been given some thought to sh- should we shouldn't we should we take the plunge and travel with our littleies. I hope you feel like you can. Honestly, my parting words would be just fucking do it. You will not regret doing it and trying it and giving it a go, but you might regret not doing it. Take the trip, make the memories, enjoy them when they're at this fun, cute, little cheeky stage and see the world. It is never as bad as we think it's going to be, but just, again, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. That's the literally the best advice I've ever had and it, it worked. Because mentally I was in the right zone. Also, hashtag red Alright, mama, see you next week. Mwah!